0: Welcome to First Presbyterian Church of Allentown's sermon podcast. As we approach God's word, let's take a prayerful breath. Breathe in, breathe out. Listen to God's word this day.
1: Good morning. I am Bobby McGarry. Please join me in the unison prayer for illumination. Forgiving God, whose strength enables us to stand against the temptations we face and whose judgment discerns our deepest motive, empower us by your word to embody the spirit of Christ in our relationships with one another and our care for people so that falsehood may end and we may truly become your children in our thoughts and actions, amen. We turn to God's word this morning. Our first scripture is from the book of Genesis, reading from the fifth chapter, verses 15 through 21. Just to set the stage for this, this is part of the Joseph story. Code of many colors has passed, and this is after Joseph has met with his brothers again. Hear God's word. Realizing that their father was dead, Joseph's brother said, Joseph still bears a grudge against us and pays us back in full for all the wrong we did to him. So they approached Joseph saying, your father gave this instruction before he died. Say to Joseph, I beg you to forgive the crime of your brothers and the wrong they did in harming you. Now therefore, please forgive the crime of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when he spoke to him. Then his brothers also wept and fell down before him and said, We are here as your slaves. But Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid. Am I in the place of God? Even though you intend to do harm to me, God intended it for good in order to preserve a numerous people as he is doing today. So have no fear. I myself will provide for you and your little ones And in this way, he reassured them, speaking kindly to them. Our second scripture comes from the 12th, is the 12th Psalm. Listen again for God's word. Help, O Lord, for there is no longer anyone who is godly. The faithful have disappeared from humankind. They utter lies to each other with flattering lips and a double heart. They speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boast. Those who say, with our tongues we will prevail, our lips are our own, who is our master? Because the poor are despoiled, because the needy groan. I will now rise up, says the Lord. I will place them in safety for which they long. The promises of the Lord are the promises that are pure, silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. You, O Lord, will protect us. You will guard us from this generation forever. On every side, the wicked prowl as vileness is exalted among humankind. And finally, our third reading is from the Gospel according to Matthew from the fifth chapter, verses 33 through 37. But I'm gonna start by reading the first two verses of the fifth chapter. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him and he began to speak and taught them saying, Jesus says again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven for it is the throne of God or by the earth for it is his footstool or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more comes from the evil one. This is the word of God, and we say, thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy one,
0: You are with us, and you guide us. Guide us now into understanding your word and to me preaching it well so that it can do what you want it to do in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so what I want you all to do as we start out is raise your right hand, put your hand on the Bible or the hymnal that's in front of you, you have a bible or a hymnal there are some bibles in the pews maybe not in the chairs up here okay and listen to this and tell me if you can say yes or no to it do you solemnly swear that you will tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help you god yes no maybe maybe so maybe it depends what are you asking Mm. will that make you tell the truth when you swear yeah you can put your hands down does that make somebody tell the truth psalmist says my lips are my own my speech is my own in a court of law they're saying to you this is a crime if you don't tell the truth here but in the end if you have to swear to something isn't it kind of saying well we won't tell the truth other places maybe we won't tell the truth in this place or in that place right it's a crime in court they're reminding you the psalmist says everyone lies everyone at some point yeah well here's one well here's one modern example I think we're all probably guilty of, if, you're, if, you, if, you're, if you live in the modern world at all, when you check the box that says, I have read and accepted the terms and conditions. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Jesus says, just be truthful all the time. Let your word be truth all the time. Now, is there sometimes I hear you now, you know, that, you know, you might have to not say, you know, save somebody's feelings. Okay. But those are very, very few times. Tell the truth. Jesus says, just tell the truth all the time. If it's yes, let it be yes. If it's no, let it be no. No fancy extras. God has nothing to do with it. Jerusalem has nothing to do with it. You have not, you know, your head has nothing to do with it. It's all in your heart. Well, if you read the Bible, there's a lot of lying going on in the Bible. A lot of lying in those scriptures, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Abraham lies to Pharaohs, Pharaoh and others. Abraham lied to. Jacob lies to Isaac. Then Laban lies to Jacob and Jacob's sons lie, lie to Jacob and Rahab lies and Saul lies and David lies and Solomon lies. I could go on. The psalmist laments that everyone lies. There isn't one, and this was like 500 BC. If there weren't any truth tellers back then, what about now? But the psalmist also says that against these things, God will intervene, God will rise up against it. In the account we read today, that Bobby read today, from Genesis, we're catching the tail end of the Joseph story. Maybe some of you know that story, it's pretty well known. We're catching the tail end of it, and God has risen up against this treachery and lies that have, has taken place in Jacob's family. The sons of Jacob worried, you know, that, about Joseph. They, he might be lying to them about his forgiveness because they did something very, very bad to him. They sold him into slavery. They wanted to murder him, but they didn't. They instead sold him into slavery and he ended up in Egypt things didn't go great for him there but they're worried now that the father has died do sometimes things change when someone a leader in your family dies Yeah, and they're worried about it these boys they're worried about now Jacob's dead and now Joseph's going to really take revenge so they come to him and they say Jacob said forgive us so now forgive us and Joseph cries, he cries, why, you know anybody who, if you've read the, the, the story in Genesis, it's 13 chapters long, we can't read it in church, maybe you've seen the Broadway show, how many have seen the Broadway show, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, if you haven't seen it, and you get a chance, go look, go see it, it's really good, but these boys, as Taylor said, these brothers have done something very, very nasty to Joseph, and the whole family really has suffered joseph i mean he was obnoxious, he was an obnoxious brother, he was kind of rubbing his brother 's face in the fact that he was the favorite. He ends up in egypt, and god isn 't rescuing him, you know taking him out, making him you know, somebody important right away. Joseph had to go through some steps himself to find out that he needed to follow God if he was going to be successful. So finally, you know, the brothers, they, they end up back in Egypt because go figure, there's a famine where they're living, and they have to go to Egypt, and the whole thing comes out. All that treachery, all that guilt comes out, and Joseph forgives his brothers. And brings them all down to Egypt. And they're all living there then, including the father. And this is where we pick up the story. Since Jacob's gone, the brothers fear. He has lied to them. They know what they did was wrong. They've been living with this guilt and they expect retaliation. In that time, in those ancient times, retaliation was the the way of things. If someone did something to you, you had the right of revenge. But Joseph didn't take revenge, he wept, he's cried. And then the brothers cried too, and everybody's crying. Can you picture this? Everybody's crying, why? Because they all suffered. They all suffered on this long drawn out journey for the truth. And Joseph had learned God's presence and he had learned that God can turn even evil things to good. They were safe there. There's one big question I have with this story. Maybe you have it too. What is God doing with this long, drawn out, lifelong, difficult road to even the start of recovery for this family? Everyone suffered. Couldn't God have just intervened earlier, gotten Joe out You know, of the pit? got him back to his father and tell on his brothers, and that's that? Couldn't that have happened? It's such a steep road, it seems, in this family. A long journey to righteousness. So much sin allowed to happen, so much heartache. And slavery, is that really good? If God did it? Does the end justify the means? These are questions I have. And then I look at it and I go, yeah, but what we witness here is a series of events. It goes back and forth between providence and evil, ease and difficulty, joy and sorrow, blessing and blight, good days and bad days, with lying and jealousy, being one of those movers of the bad. Is your life like that ever? back and forth and back and forth good days providence and then some difficulties now I get a lot of questions about suffering we encounter the evil and people ask why does God let that happen why does God let it happen why do you let it happen we can ask God and God will put it right back on us why do you let it happen stories like this may be the answer because we have a journey each one of us has our own journey we're not playing around here this is our souls this is reality we have free will and it matters what we do what we choose but God tells us one day there will be a reckoning another thing God tells us which is a joyful thing is that God is with us As we go into Advent, we talk about Emmanuel, right? God with us. God has repeatedly said, I'm with you. I'm with you. Journeying through this suffering and blessing. Not just to take a verbal oath with your mouth, you know, with your words, because we know what happens is in our hearts. Do people lie and cheat? Mm Mm-hmm. Should they? No. Would the world be better if they didn't? Yeah. Yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly, in us, God is with us. It's a steep road we walk sometimes to that righteousness. It is hard as we travel as God's people. Things happen that are less than good, that's true. We all know that. But God is with us, working even in the evil for a good outcome. There is a song I know by... Rich Mullins called Sometimes by Step. I would like to sing that for you. It makes an overall statement that true faith means walking with God. Bob and I are gonna sing it for you. And as you hear it, listen for the blessing and the difficulty, the back and the forth, and that through it all we walk and praise God for the good. The author said this about it. When you look at the history, when you read the Bible, when you see, how God works it is not about our own success or failure it is about walking with God so I'm going to uh, come down here and sing it with you sing it for you and then I'll have some closing thoughts know what sometimes the night when we look at it is beautiful and we notice it and we think about that eternity and other times we don't even know it's there right seems so far off it's not even with us sometimes it seems so close when you're looking at it that you think you could touch it but then to realize the universe and all that is in it it breaks our hearts because of the contrast we have here, the suffering. Sometimes the days are hard. Other, di- other days we can see God at work and we are encouraged. And us too, we're at work. Together we have done so much. There's still so much to do. The wonder of it is, though through it all, billions of people feel or perceive the presence of God, And when we feel God, we learn to walk with God. And guided we are step by step by God. And you, good people, followers of God, are one of those stars that Abraham saw in that ancient sky. Part of the promise of a new and better world, a world you can change for the better. A world you can change, even in the face of evil a world God has given you to do something with to make it better. So go with the good. I charge you today, go with the good. Trounce on the evil and love the journey. Amen. Thank you for listening to First Presbyterian Church of Allentown Sermon Podcast. We hope you'll join us for worship on Sunday morning. For more information about our congregation and our ministries, please contact the church office. Now go in peace.